welcome to Nerd News Now, December 14th, 2020. Um, Miss Jen, it's just you and me tonight. Are we more excited about the 80 million things Disney announced or the fact that there's only a little over two weeks left in the year 2020? Um, for me, it's absolutely all of the cool entertainment news. My brain's exploding with all of the cool stuff they just talked about. It's, uh, <clears throat> it has to be a little bit, well, I mean, I think all this, all the news that we've been getting is a little bit bittersweet because it's really leaning towards streaming over, you know, going to the movies. But I like big sci-fi films on the big screen. I don't. I mean, I like watching them again on my small screen, but I wanted to watch it on the big screen. And it's a really beautiful, calm, quiet, with some big punctuation movie starring basically very few people. George Clooney and um, just a few other folks. So it's, a, it's kind of like um, how Interstellar was more quiet and introspective. Yeah. But, you know, there was some drama that happens like oh run away kind of stuff but basically it's a kind of like near future kind of like bad things happening to the earth us needing to leave and um it's one of those great movies that has a twist at the end you just don't see coming there's no way you can see it coming but you don't feel like a dummy just like this makes all the sense in the world (laughs) it's so well done if Clooney does not get a award for his acting in this film i give up on film it's just that good um yeah like i i like those kind of simple sci-fi movies like the one that i always think about well there's two i guess a gravity that was like a very minimal cast right uh and then moon which was an even more minimal cast which was basically just sam rockwell and uh, that one was fantastic and cerebral and weird and quirky and cool and uh it's hard to be shocked by sci-fi because that's what sci-fi is right i mean it's like the unexpected and we've seen most of the of what you know everyone's imagination is capable of uh when you take like screenwriting classes it's like hey there's only seven stories so and and sci-fi There might be 21 stories, but we've probably seen them, but we haven't seen every variation of them. And so I know it's one of those movies where you want to tell people as little as possible about it. But uh, it does sound it does sound cool. And uh, I mean, it's good. that. So what was your movie going experience like? Like how many people were there? Was it safe? All that, you know, just that stuff that we've been asking this whole last seven months but was it any different you know that numbers are spiking uh... i think it's been the same because i we kind of spend our time split between amc and cinemark both do everything very safely i don't ever feel like there's too many people there i feel like they've got all their cleanliness protocols down um and interestingly even though this was released uh both ways you know, at home and the movie theater at the same time. I think this was the highest attendance I've seen in any showing we've gone to so far, which was not saying much because it was like eight people in the whole theater. Yeah. But for something you could just watch at home for free, I was surprised to see that many people there. 
Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, some people are always going to want that uh, experience. And um, I wasn't on the show last week, but there's been like kind of a lot of blowback from the HBO Max decision to put, I think, basically their entire 2021 lineup on HBO Max with the option of it also having a theatrical release. But one of the biggest kind of um, outspoken people about that was the director of Dune. I mean, because that movie is clearly made to see in the theater, right? Um, so- like, like, here's the thing. Like, I don't really... I'm not able to go to the movies right now. So I will feel a little bit bad about watching it on a small screen. But it's kind of just like anything else, any other movie that I've missed or whatever, uh, I want to see it. So I'm, I'm, I'm slightly conflicted. I don't know if maybe some of these, uh, maybe some of these movies can get re-released like next October, if everything's good. Cool. You know, like maybe, maybe instead of doing like, like I was saying, November, December is usually reserved. Cinemark does a big, like Oscar run up and you can buy a pass and watch, uh, you know, 15 to 20 different films that are nominated in all the categories. Maybe they'll do something like, you know, in case you missed it or, you know, a second chance pandemic, you know, pass or whatever, where you re-release those films because at some point the, you know, the studios, they're busy making stuff now and they've already had stuff in the can, but at some point they're probably going to need to stretch the content a little. And maybe that's something they can do. Maybe like, you know, hopefully knock on wood seven, eight, nine, ten months from now. Um, you know, we all by, by May most of us have the vaccine, we're still wearing masks, doing all this stuff. Maybe it'll just be because there's going to be a point where you know, they say it'll never be normal again. I don't you know, maybe it'll get hopefully we're hoping it'll get ninety to ninety five percent normal. So uh that that might be an idea. Like I I'll I, I don't know if you, like, you can call it supporting a movie by watching it, but I would assume if you're paying for a streaming service that you're financially supporting someone who makes movies. So I don't know. I, I'm i going to be very content to watch Wonder Woman Christmas weekend. That's all I know. So anyway, I can do that. Um, now we're still waiting on... Um, I think Black Widow is still going to be in theaters almost no matter what it sounds like on the Disney side of things. Oh, um, but yeah, we'll see. I, I don't know. Um, I know you've been to movies several times, so I feel like you're single-handedly keeping that industry alive right now. I think every week that they've had the movie theaters open, save one, just, just because there was nothing, nothing new, not even in the new old releases, there wasn't anything new that we wanted to watch. It was mostly a Christmas film. So Yeah. Doing part. They've been trying to find creative ways to do to stay alive this whole time. Uh, you know, Empire Strikes Back was a, a, a big one that that people have been enjoying on the big screen. Um, and, you know, theater chains that they uh, capitalize on special screens like Alamo Drafthouse, uh, they're especially struggling because you can't really do, you can't really have like a party or throw stuff around or, or do you know, there's no like Rocky Horror Picture Show type stuff where you're throwing spaghetti at the screen because it's like you got to minimize droplets and contact and all that stuff. But um, yeah, I mean, the the announcement 
last week from Warner Brothers. The really only we'll go over that if you guys didn't go over that last week, but the really only uh, difference or addition to that is that they moved Mortal Kombat, which they still haven't even released a trailer for. They right. moved that. They moved that to April. Uh, that's April sixteenth, and you know, even the people involved in the production of that were like, "We're not even going to show you a trailer until this has a th- theatrical release date." And I guess, like, technically it does, but I'm sure they feel undercut by the fact that it's you know streaming on HBO Max. I think this is the problem they're having. For yeah. Me. For me, I am going to the movies. And I am supporting them. The problem is, is when you re- release a trailer for something that doesn't end up coming out in a timely fashion, you have a chance that people might get burnt out on it. Like, I I would like to say I want to see Wonder Woman, but I've seen the trailer now 30 times. I'm kind of done. Yeah, it, I mean, because, well, and also we, we had already, already done that wait to May, right? I mean, we already did that. Like, we already expected to see it. And then it's not... The one thing that's not stopping, like, production has stopped, movies going to theaters has stopped, news has not stopped. We're, we're like, ready for the next thing, ready for the next thing, ready for the next thing. And and I know that um, you haven't had a chance to watch The Mandalorian, but there's so much Star Wars stuff that's in that. It's just getting people continuously pumped up for what's to come and especially the Ahsoka Tano series and um and because we're always talking about comics and stuff being adapted and we're just like ready for the the next thing the next thing the next thing so I'm super excited for Wonder Woman but I don't blame you because that trailer you know especially you being in the theater seeing it so many times um because remember we were ready for that run-up and it wasn't like it wasn't like they canceled it you know that like people kept waiting in March, what's going to happen in April? In April, what's going to happen in May? In May, what's going to happen in June? And then it just finally got to a point where, like, okay, this is going to be a year. Like, what? Like, this is the first point in the pandemic. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think this is the first point in the pandemic where there's sort of like this universal idea that okay, this is going to last another six or seven months. Because mm-hmm. I keep hearing from people with all types of opinions that like may 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 and that's like that's best case scenario at this point but in in march we were in february we're thinking it's not going to be an issue then in march it's like ah it'll be over in april then in april ah it'll be over in may and so on and so forth and so probably about august we're like okay well we're stuck with this for a little while but then you know, and then they're like, okay, dark winter. But then now it's like, uh, it's just May. It'll be May. It'll be next May. <laughs> so by that time, you're going to have been in this for 15 months, right? So I it just, told, just said in the UK. Huh? I don't even want to tell you what they just found out in the UK. Oh, what well, is it? They yeah. just it's a deeper, deeper shutdown and they've discovered uh-huh. strain. They discovered what? A new strain. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, we knew that that was probably going to happen because that's just, it's a virus. I mean, it does, yeah, it does what it wants. So, (laughs) I mean, it's, yeah, so that being said, it's going to be a while. But I think, no, I I completely understand the, uh, 
you know, the, the trailer burnout where it's like, okay, you know, because sometimes, you know, in pre-pandemic life, a movie, you would hear about it and then it would get pushed back and then it kind of got off of your psyche and then you heard about it again. You're like, well, I was excited initially, but now there must be something wrong with it. Right. Because whenever a film goes in the can too long in Hollywood, you know that there's something wrong with it or what happened like pre 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 pandemic new mutants right it's like oh reshoots oh we're gonna rebrand it to a horror movie oh it's not really that great and then like the creators of the properties you know have comments and opinions and the actors have opinions and then you just hear all this stuff or even when a movie does come out if it doesn't do what the creatives wanted it to do then you end up with like you know a snyder cut saga or something like that and that's another thing where um, I guess that's coming out soon, mm-hmm. but we've heard about that for so so long. You know, I, I'll, I'm gonna watch it. You know, especially if it's like in in one hour increments. But um, he's also pushing for a theatrical release because, of course, that's the medium they intended, right? As artists, that, I mean, I don't know if Tenant, um, with with Tenant, I don't know if Christopher Nolan will ever. Not recover from that because he's, you know, he's he's gonna do he's gonna be a lifelong filmmaker, but I don't know if he'll ever, you know, kind of get over the fact that, you know, his movie was sort of used as the parameter for, hey, are you guys you want to come to the movies? <laughs> and it, you know, yeah, yeah. So, um, but you saw that in theaters twice, right? Uh, three. Three times. Okay. That's a movie I'm a I'm gonna feel bad about it, but I'll, I'll rent it. I mean, and I don't mind renting, you know, movies. I don't have to wait for it to be for free on a streaming service or whatever. But um, I think yeah, you can so. I don't think you have to wait that long. I think you can you can buy a solid copy next week. Yeah, no, it, yeah, it's 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 very soon. But again, that that was another one that was in like a week to week saga where it's like, eh, and then like. He, they kept changing the dates on them and, and all that stuff. But uh, Mortal Kombat, I don't really know much about it because, you know, I, I've seen, you know, the, the cast that was, you know, cast way back and the, there's been no trailer or anything. So um, one trailer I did see today was Tom and Jerry, which is like a mixed, you know, live action animation. But it is like the traditional tom and jerry like almost like 2d animation over live action um but that got moved to oh it was going to originally be march 5th but i think there was a conflict with a disney animated movie coming out that they didn't want to go head to head against so they got moved to late february february 26th um but just going back i mean all the stuff that's coming to hbo max Next year, um, Godzilla versus Kong, which I know you're probably going to go risk and see in the theater, right? I mean, for sure. Um, another Conjuring movie, uh, Space Jam, Suicide Squad, Dune, which is, you know, that's the one I'm going to feel bad about because that looks cinematic. <laughs> like that, because I was never into Dune because it was a really long book with no pictures and then like the lynch version is weird because you know and then it's just like it seemed like a saga about people walking through sand i'm like uh uh, no but the trailer for the new one looks 
awesome and intriguing and 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 the whole nine uh sort of the way that the abrams star trek movies look to me mm-hmm. it's like, okay wait this is exciting okay oh and then we got king richard matrix four uh and then i mentioned mortal Kombat. but i mean i think in total those aren't all like not the rest aren't all mega blockbusters but i mean matrix four dune that, that's that I mean, two years ago, you're looking at that going, uh, you know, seven hundred fifty million, maybe a billion dollar box office for Matrix Four, especially, right? I mean, it just with with the Matrix series, uh, three was just eh, it was okay, but I think like because of the technology back then was so ahead of its time, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with fourth. So, oh, uh, yeah, Part that. Since we're yes. now we're now not going to get to have John uh, have a Keanu Reeves day, which was something everyone was really looking forward to. Oh, I'm sure that that will be celebrated at some point. I mean, some people celebrate Keanu Reeves Day every. Well, yeah. Did Did you ever see? Have Have you seen Bill and Ted? Yes, I did get to see it. Uh, did you see it in theaters or just stream it at home? I, just, I, streamed, I got to stream it at home. It was, um, okay. Yeah. It was okay. Yeah. And, but but once again, it's one of those movies that has been, not in the can, but it's been in production for ever and ever. And it was something that, like, is this going to happen? Is it not going to happen? Um, I would call it a lighthearted romp, you know? Yeah. And, and just, like, I... Yeah, I, I had no qualms about paying and renting. You know, I thought, well, I think I actually bought like for a few dollars more, you could just buy it. <laughs> and it, it, I liked it. I, you know, I saw it twice, and you know, it's, uh, I don't really like the phrase it is what it is because sometimes it's a very dismissive phrase that should be replaced with like several paragraphs of, you know, human thought. But in that case, uh, it is what it is. It's Bill and Ted. If you like Bill and Ted, you'll you'll enjoy it. So, um, if anything that we know of, that they delayed the movie for reshoots because they weren't happy with what they were going to put out. That that when they actually put it out was good. I'd have to research that. Um, there's, I'm I'm hearing now that this is kind of a different story, but I'm hearing good things about the recut for Godfather Three, like twenty some odd years later. Okay. Um. So there are things that can be added to or recut in a way that make the story sharper or make more sense, or at least maybe do a deeper dive for for hardcore fans. You know, one thing that I've always wanted to see is like an Edward Norton cut of the Hulk. Because remember, like, you know, it, it was him before it was Ruffalo. Was that technically the first or second, like, MCU movie? It was the was, first. If you look at the slate, it is the first. It is the first. And then, you know, eventually, um, like, like, they've since said that Hulk can't have his own movie because of Universal, you know, contract rights or whatever but uh that's one i would like to see is uh just a a fresh cut of that but to answer your question about 
something that got pushed back to reshoots. Ugh, I don't know. And it seems to cause like a lot of drama, right? Like we've heard, you know, the 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 problems that were on the set of um, you know, Justice League and then and just all the just kind of all the overall that movie was like a big, you know, shock for DC to try to catch up mm-hmm. with Marvel, right? And so no like especially big budget movies anytime reshoots are mentioned no not good i'll i'll have to do research and get back with you on on that to see if like maybe there was some like smaller indie movies that maybe changed hands director wise or or maybe you know actor was recast here or there but generally no <laughs> i i don't think so i know I, there's is that they weren't held back for reshoots, but that had drama, like they changed over directors and those kinds of things in it. Like I think Tombstone was one of those that the director they had originally, they started shooting, and you know they they looked at this poor guy who's normally a writer that was doing the directing and was like, why well, this can't happen? And so they switched the director in the middle of the film, and then they sat around Kilmer and, uh, gosh. Uh, Russell just did a whole bunch of rewrites. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what I understand happened during but, the making yeah, film. Yeah, but as far as like the studio stepping in, or like as far as like a movie being like eighty, ninety percent done, and a studio stepping in and go, okay, you guys need reshoots. I don't know. I think at that point you're just trying to piece it together and patchwork it, and there is probably like an original fault with the with the script or 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 the vision because there's all kinds of instances of a movie that a director really wants to make and then it just never happens or never comes into fruition or never comes out the way that they wanted it to um but yeah I can't that's a good trivia question I I can't think I think it would also be like a subjective you know type of thing unless it was just so wildly widely known that like Hey, this movie came out. I made a billion dollars, but you should have seen the first cut of it because that's not really something as the public that we're privy to. And I feel like now, even nowadays, with all the different you know sources, uh, Twitter and and even like Instagram, everything, all the people trying to get like the next you know story or gossip or whatever, we don't really. By the time we hear. That there's a problem, there's a problem. <laughs> like we're not really in on the the ground floor of uh, of that. So, um, yeah. But uh, I don't know. Uh, but probably not. No. When researcher mentioned, not a good thing. Um, some other movie news: uh, Dungeons and Dragons movie starring Chris Pine. Right now. Now, now here's my question: Dungeons and Dragons. Well, obviously, you you know, with Space Cadets, you have the 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 Space Cadets collection, collection, and the Space Cadets gaming, gaming section, right? So you probably know, and and the, I don't think I'm too far off base on this, but Stranger Things brought a lot of new eyeballs to Dungeons and Dragons popularity. They they released like official books with the Demogorgon and and you know chapters and all that. Um, Dungeons and Dragons has been around for decades. I remember back in the 80s, they tried a cartoon. And I don't know if it's like, if it's even a cult classic or if it just 
is something that was. Um, and I know with like things of that nature, whereas World of Warcraft was an, a video game, so a completely different style of game, but that was so big and so like so many people were playing WoW online. I thought that when they finally had a movie, it was going to be a big hit and it just kind of fell flat. So I guess, do you think that there's an audience for Dungeons and Dragons to have mainstream success? And again, I know this all comes under the cloud of the pandemic. So what is going to be mainstream success in you know two years when it comes out? But do you think Dungeons and Dragons is a property that can be maybe not like Lord of the Rings, but they can exceed expectations of whatever you know this film company wants it to be? I don't, I don't know what they're going to aim for, but when you cast someone like Chris Pine, who's so good at comedy. Yeah, yeah that's the thing. Yeah. I think that they could really do a good kind of like, like meta where they have the action and stuff that would happen in a normal campaign, but maybe have it be also that it's being controlled by someone they can't see like the whole idea that happens for like the men in black where you see all of a sudden that there is a whole world that's inside of the locker it's just a, a different size world yeah to do that kind of like meta look like there is someone that's a dm that's controlling chris pine's character <laughs> he doesn't know why he gets controlled all the time but he does <laughs> here's tumbling of dice <laughs> now the the thing is, i i would almost argue to go full comedy with it because mm -hmm. once you try to especially with something with a property once you if you try to do a mixed genre or like mixed you know tones and moods i don't know if it's going to work however um and obviously dungeons and dragons is like the name brand just like you know some people like the word tissue was replaced with Kleenex, regardless if it's like Target brand, Kroger brand, whatever. Sure. So Dungeons and Dragons is RPG, you know, like that, you know, role playing game, Dungeons and Dragons, regardless of what what actually it is, what company um, or anything like that. But I uh, I just don't I don't know because they they have done the genre of. Uh, there's been a few movies. One star Peter Dinklage. I cannot remember the name of it. Um, I think it was like called Knights of Badastum or something. It starred like Peter <laughs> Dinklage. Awesome. His, huh? It was awesome. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't mainstream and didn't have like big mainstream success. But but I guess what I'm saying is that idea has been out there. So I wonder if they're going to. I just wonder what the tone is going to be. Because Chris Pine is a great actor. But he's also hilarious. Dude, he's hilarious. Like so I, I would I would hope that it's a comedy. That would be my thing. But I mean, they might want to set it in that realm. The other thing, I mean, it's just so popular. Like Critical Role has popularized it online and in YouTube videos and streaming and Twitch and all that. So. Um, it's a popular genre right now, so I understand they're going to strike while the iron's hot, but this is also something that's been around for, I don't know, is it 
30 years now, 40 years. I mean, I'm thinking early 80s. I, I don't know. Or at least like when the media, you know, got a hold of it or in their ear. But um, yeah, so it was a Chris Pine movie. I mean, that's enough for me to give it a try. I just don't know what tone, tone like it's going to depend on the script. I mean, that's so. Um, <clears throat> now, one of the things that wasn't Disney Plus related that or, or at least wasn't a TV series uh, that was announced in the Disney Investor Day last week was Patty Jenkins is going to direct a Rogue Squadron movie. Uh, so that will be awesome. Mm-hmm. Because they don't have any footage of the film, but she did like a personal, almost like trailer or explanation of her love of the military and squadrons and, and you know, pilots, fighter pilots and missions. Um, and it really resonates well. And so people were super excited. I think it, when they start, you know, if you get, if you find a, a hardcore Star Wars fan and you know, that you have, if they ever mentioned, if they ever mentioned the EU, the extended universe, right? Because that's like stuff where it's like the books, the games, the tabletop games. Um, I think people might be a little bit skeptical of like, what is this story going to be about? She says it's an original story, but there's also like a lot of extended universe content to pull from. And she did say it's going to be an homage to the books and the games, but this is going to be its own thing as well. I just like, I think um, that it's a good idea. So, I mean, I would have almost been cool seeing it as a TV series also. Mm-hmm. Um, but if she can like make like a Star Wars movie that's also like Top Gun, but like there doesn't need to be any like, you know, volleyball scenes or anything like that. But if it's like the camaraderie of, you know, like, a rogue squad i think that'll be cool so that's that's a big exciting announcement and um i'm looking for any other kind of a uh, movie news oh um and then blade might get a 2022 release at some point so i i was like oh marvel fatigue's never gonna happen but they're just announcing so much stuff i don't know if it's gonna be fatigue but I don't, I don't know if the average person is going to be able to keep up with all this stuff. Well, Blade is on my list. Like, I want that. I want that. So I'm the sooner the better for that. So you don't think that people are wanting things faster now since they have access to it to binge it? You don't think that that, that, that speed up is going to happen? Oh, no. I think that's absolutely the case. But can they keep up with the show a week? I doubt it. Mm, maybe no. A show, a show a week, a movie a week. I, I don't know. I don't know if they can. So, um, well, that's the the big screen side of things. And then, as mentioned, um, Disney re- announced a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. I got a whole bunch of stuff. So I'll go over the list a little bit. But before I do, you can just go and tell me now because I mean, there's like 61 things, so we won't read it all off like that. But what jumped out at you? Um, for me, you know, I notice things mostly that people come in. If, if there's something that's announced that make people go to action to get the source material, then I know that's what they're most excited about. Mm-hmm. And for me, what I've seen the most movement on this week has been Star Wars everything. That all okay. of the, the Dark Wars back issue wow. 
back issues, people are like tearing them apart, trying to get everything they can that they think is going to be tied to any of those shows, which is what, 10 different Star Wars or something? It's a lot. I mean, you have like the, you have the animated one I knew about, like the Bad Batch from the the Clone Wars, and that sounds cool. And then, um, you know, I know you haven't seen the show, but I'm sure you're aware, especially because of that. There was a, a huge run on Osaka Tano uh, because Rosario Dawson appeared as her, and now that's going to be a spinoff series. Because why wouldn't you do that? You know, um, that's got to be now. Now, when was her first appearance in the books? Was it like, was it like the Clone Wars from Dark Horse? I know that that the 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 whatever her first appearance is that has skyrocketed. I actually don't know because I I know that. We didn't have it when we went to go look for it. Maybe it's just Clone Wars number one because that's the one that people have been hunting for the most. I think it. I think it probably is because that at that time Dark Horse had the rights, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, I'm. That's probably what it is. Um. There's. There's just. So, there's so much stuff. Um. One. The thing that popped out for me is like, oh, why is the Last Man still happening? And that's those ones where I'm going to get fatigued on because I've just been waiting on that for so long. And it's had so many, like, public hiccups already. And that's what I worry about. It's like, I want that show to be good. But, you know, and they haven't mentioned, you know, reshoots or anything. It's just like, with TV shows, it's different because a pilot could be sitting there for, like, a year or two or nine. Right, and and then finally get made, and the same. It seems that like with with, I mean, maybe Vertigo is cursed with that because, you know, that happened to Preacher, where it was just like, in production, just stuck, for years and years and years before it ever came out. But, um, and then uh, Alien, an Alien series is like. Maybe there's never been a budget for that, but it, that's kind of one of those things where, like, wait, did you not try this before? Like, I, I was trying to think and rack my brain to see if, like, you know, did did Siffy Network try to do like a low budget version? One, and I, I can't think. I, I just, I don't know that they ever tried that. I don't know why. Like, that would have been a perfect uh, series for effects but like you know before the whole merger like like seven eight nine years ago like why didn't you guys try this and the fact that noah hawley who you know did legion is going to be show running that mm-hmm. well, i don't think i've ever had that much interest in the alien franchise especially after having to sit through prometheus i'm telling you i saw something that was the silliest quote i've ever seen what was it this was somebody, I think, attached to the actual production that said that it was the first time that the aliens were going to make it to Earth. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Did, did Aliens versus Predator just not happen when they show up in Colorado? They're going to ignore that oh. now? <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I, th- I think people might have just, like, tossed that one aside. Yeah. Maybe or so. maybe, well, see, they always have the option of, you know, oh, that's a different universe, or that's not canon. I mean, anything... That people don't like, they can just say that's not canon. And that comes from a creative side of things as well. Now, 
Now, were aliens were picked up by Marvel, correct? Like in the comic universe. We're, it's so cool because they've they just got through announcing in this last week that they're going to do an aliens uh, book. No surprise. But uh, also, there is a whole bunch of just regular Marvel titles that they're having uh, aliens variant covers for, and I've seen some of them. Oh my lord! So pretty. There's one that's Momoko. That uh-huh. you know, I thought I'd get over Peach Momoko, and I thought it would be too soft for being able to do anything. It is so killer. I think it's a king in black. I think it's king wow. in black or something. It's the alien queen in the background over an, over a character in the front. And it's so pretty. Um. Well, they just had she just had a whole upper deck trading card series dedicated oh, really? to the Marvel anime. Okay. But of, course, but of course, because trading cards, you know triple in price now when they come out because of the pandemic i think i don't know but uh i i like her art yeah that um i I don't know sometimes like like you said like the art you don't think the art's gonna fit the subject and then it just works so um but yeah that yeah i'll just I'll, i'll just forget prometheus happened how about that what's the deal (laughs) <laughs> I mean, some people some people like that, I'm sure, but like, I think that it was sort of spoiled. Like, oh, this is an alien prequel. Like, mm-hmm. had I not known that? Um, but the thing, so do you think they're going to introduce uh, aliens into like the mainstream Marvel books, or do you think they're going to be like, well, we did that in the '80s, but for copyright issues, we just called them the Brood? Well, I mean, they they've done that for DC already, right? There was an alien. <laughs> And, and I think there's been another crossover with an was it with Green Lantern? I can't remember. But they've done it where they've crossed it over with superheroes and made it make sense before. So why not? Now, did someone I can't I don't know if I'm mixing up Aliens and Predator now, but like didn't someone do an awesome Aliens and Batman fan film? Oh, I don't know, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. But like Aliens would work, um, but also brood. I mean, the brood, the kind of the brood. We had the brood. brood. Aliens and then Venom. That would make for a good book. <laughs> yeah, that absolutely would. Um, Rangers of the New Republic is one of those 8 million Star Wars shows that I had not uh, heard about. So that's going to be based on X-Wing pilots, kind of like scouring the Outer Rim. Um, and then Star Wars Andor, that is a, another one set in the early days for the Rebel Alliance's formation. Um, that one kind of sounds like uh, Krypton on the short-lived DC Universe, or I guess, like, I can't remember. Oh, that that was a Siffy show a couple years back. Um, and then Star Wars Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, so that, that'll be a big one. And I believe... Um, Hayden Christensen's reprising his role as as Anakin before he turns into uh, to Vader, and then Star Wars Visions. I I, I didn't hear about that one at all. Uh, that that one is uh, an anime series, so that one kind of sounds like uh, there. Do you remember Animatrix? Whenever uh, Matrix, 
yeah, and then you get like different animated styles and tell different stories. They and they also did that with uh, Batman, and I can't remember the name of it. It could have just been simply Batman, The Dark Knight, or The Dark Knight something like which. I understand that a million things have been called Batman, the Dark Knight, something, but it was like, but it, but it was like, uh, it was during the Nolan trilogy when that was happening, but mm-hmm. it was just like a direct, uh, I guess at the time, DVD, um, different styles of animation telling different stories. So if it's like that, that'll be cool. Star Wars Lando. So possibilities are pretty cool with that as well. Star Wars Acolyte. Yeah, that's the one I'm the I, most interested in. It looks really cool. Because that's the one that has a slasher, right? Like it got destroyed. Yes, that one's uh, 200 years before Phantom Menace. So, so that's a lot. <laughs> so, like, I don't know if that fits into the High Republic stuff or not. I don't know. Like there, There's going to be so much going on. Star Wars, a droid story. Now... For anyone that remembers, we had a droids cartoon that was super weird and spawned some like really actually kind of cool action figures that, of course, would be expensive now because they were Star Wars figures at the end of the day. But I always like the animated style on that. And then um, more non-Star Wars stuff, Willow, finally, finally Willow. I would have never thought in a million years to get a Willow series only because I remember Willow like in 85 or whenever it came out big at the time. I remember having some of the action figures, but then kind of crickets ever since. Has there ever been a comic? Uh, yeah, I think that Marvel put it out. But, but it was like at the time of the movie? Yeah, I think it was an adaptation, yes. Now, sometimes with those adaptations, they sort of like go away from or like build a continuation on like, I remember Marvel a lot of times in the 80s, it would be like, miniseries for number one to four and then at some point it would just keep going and it would say like now an ongoing series so mm-hmm. i have to look and see if like willow ever did that um indiana jones five and harrison ford is not going anywhere so that'll be interesting like so being his last huh it's advertised as being his last i don't know why they would say such a thing unless they well, were tying up the character but see, didn't but didn't they advertise? I mean, didn't they advertise Kingdom of the Crystal Skull the same way? It's just that most people have wanted to forget that movie exists. Well, we're not going to get a mutt, mutt. I don't. No, I don't think we are. Um, now the interesting thing about Indiana Jones Five is what it's currently currently called, mm-hmm. uh, directed by James Mangold, who directed Logan. Okay. If he can please put, if that tone of Logan is applied to Indiana Jones, where it's like, this is it, like the last adventure, that's going to be awesome. They need to do the Spear of Destiny, because that's the only thing that's left. Because all the ones they do that have religious artifacts are the ones that do well. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we'll see. I mean, we'll see if a movie even comes out. It might just be called, at this point, I can definitely, and not... Not because the director had a simple title before, but it would kind of work just to be called indie, right? Sure. And like you know, and then and then, but we know nothing about the story. Um, we and then I already mentioned 
Rogue Squadron, which is actually a film, and then just non-nerd related stuff or nature nerd related stuff. Um, tons of Nat Geo uh, documentaries and shows coming out. Uh, Hocus Pocus 2, uh, more inspirational short films, Cheaper by the Dozen reboot. Um, now, one that popped out to me is a mixed live-action animation Rescue Rangers film starring John Mulaney, who, of course, was Spider-Ham, and Andy Samberg. Uh, that, uh, make that a top five for me, please. Like, um, live action, or I don't know if it's like, I guess it's live action Pinocchio with, with, with Tom Hanks as Geppetto. Oh, you would think so. I mean, that, that's what people are assuming. He's, he's attached to the project. And then, uh, Peter Pan and Wendy, uh, with Jude Law playing Captain Hook. Oh, yeah. I'll yeah. Check that out. Yeah. And then, uh. Sister Act 3, I think, probably the most surprising announcement. Want some good music. Uplifting music. Let's do it. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying I'm, I'm all about it. And that will actually be um, produced by Tyler Perry. So that's got some production power behind it, too. Um, Baymax, Zootopia, Tiana, Moana, all getting animated series spinoffs. And... Uh, then we get to the Marvel stuff. Well, Buzz Lightyear getting his own, I think, prequel movie, but voiced by Chris Evans, which I'm excited about. Um, then we get to the Marvel stuff. So we probably figured at some point we're getting to Secret Invasion. I didn't really see it in this realm, but like this wasn't a possibility five years ago. Like Five years ago, if you would have told me, Oh, you're gonna get a Miss Marvel series and a Moon Knight series and a She-Hulk series and a Hawkeye series. It's like, what? But now, um, wow, Secret Invasion. I just, I really thought that we were gonna have that storyline pop up. Yeah. Like I thought when Iron Man, you know, what happened to him at the end of the last one, I thought we would see him just sort of like shrivel up and turn into a scroll, and then they would be like. Well, where's Tony been the last ten years? Yeah, or or something like that. But what do you think of that as a as a series? Uh, I think it'll be great. I, I'm kind of hoping. Okay, this is just me. I really wish they would go the route the route of um, kind of the meet the scrolls storyline that they did in Marvel, where it's just kind of like the family, kind of like very scrolly, but their daughter who goes to school wants to fit in desperately and it's not about her infiltrating or whatever she just wants to be a regular teenage girl and so it's more like sitcom kind of wish they'd go there i i mean kind of like kind of like vision like <laughs> sort of like the reimagination of vision and what we're going to it looks like what we're going to see in wandavision mm-hmm. where it's comedy but you know at the end of the day someone's reality is going to get ripped apart <laughs> right so but um I can kind of see that because it's going to be starring Ben Mendelsohn, you know, who's Talos. I can see that. Maybe we're, you know, it's called Secret Invasion. I don't think it's going to be the Secret Invasion we're familiar with. Right. Like, also- or the World War or, or Universe Galactic War level. I think it might be 
like, hey, week to week, uh, you're going to, there's some scrolls that are sort of like hiding out and, you know, it's up to you to decide, like, are they good? Are they bad? Is it indifferent? And maybe like that type of thing. And that way you could get the fam family element of him trying to, you know, fit in while kind of working from a home base on Earth or whatever. Uh, Ironheart, did you see that one coming? I, I knew it was coming. It had to come. I actually really thought that they weren't going to do a show for her. I thought that she would just naturally show up as a character. And her and Monica Rambo would get together and hang out and then just take over the universe because those are awesome characters. Yeah. Um, and then along with that, I really didn't see Armor Wars. Mm -hmm. uh, now, I would almost see that, and they might have done something similar to this. There's some, like, uh, Marvel anime stuff out there, maybe from, like, 2014, 2015. I think, I think some of it's coming to Netflix soon. Um, or maybe, well, I say Netflix, but maybe Disney Plus. I'm not sure who owns the rights to that. Um, I can almost see Armor Wars as like an animated series, though. Sure. But hey, if if Don Cheeto wants to be in the live action Armor Wars, I'm all for it. Uh, kind of a not a weird one, but just sort of like this sounds like a one shot. But Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. The only the only thing that's kind of weird about that is like I'm like, oh, that'll be cool. Thinking it's going to be released in like two weeks, but no, this is for like what 2023 20, or something. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, so, um, twenty twenty two is Groot all with like pencil in his hair and like hanging lights off of him. <laughs> yeah, um, and then but this also says James Gunn was inspired by the infamous Star Wars holiday special. So it's that gonna could be, be that could be a, a hilarious send up, really funny. But yeah, twenty twenty two on that. That's the only thing I was like. Two years to, I know it's pandemic, but two years to produce a holiday special. But that obviously means they're using the full cast. And you had to consider James Gunn was sort of like separated from those projects and working on other stuff. And now he's back. So, um, and then I am Groot. I don't know if that, you know, I don't know if that's live action or animated. Mm -mm. I'm not sure. There, there's not really much about, about that series. So, Another movie that was mentioned, two more movies, um, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. So, look, just give us all the... Uh, one thing that I haven't mentioned, because uh, I don't know if it was talked about last week or not, but they added Alfred Molina to Spider-Man 3. That's, yeah. that's, that's mind-blowing, because I think of all... I know it wasn't MCU, but I think Spider Amazing Spider-Man 2... Or Spider-Man 2, mm -hmm. my favorite. Yeah. And he was an awesome Doc Ock. So we're getting Sinister Six, no doubt. Um, oh, yeah. Like, no doubt. Um, because we already have... Now, uh, the, what they really need to do is get Willem Dafoe back as Green Goblin. And then we're, we're just like, yeah. Yes. Yeah, and then, and then then we got them all. Then we got them. Um, some point Tom Hardy or Venom need they need to decide like okay are we doing this or what like is Venom because we need Venom versus Spider-Man at some point but um Quantumania would be another way to like basically get any character that we want into the main universe uh and 
probably going to be an introduction, I would assume, for Kang, right? Because yeah. time traveling and all that. Um, and then the big one that we've known has been coming, but there's still, there's just still not. I mean, casting is what we're waiting on, really. Uh, Fantastic Four. So, yeah. finally. That's fine. all we for. <laughs> well, I'm just, I'm trying to figure, everyone's trying to figure out how this is going to work, but you know what's not mentioned at all in any of this stuff um, is uh, X-Men. Right. Of any kind. Nope. So. No mutants. No mutants. Um, and no Inhumans. They haven't got the Inhumans because they said they were going to relaunch Inhumans too. Well, they need to because I, I watched every second of the Inhumans on you know the TV show. Me too. And yeah, they 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 really need they need to redo on that. Uh, they really do because uh, you know unfortunately that's. That's a lot of people's only um, time to come across Medusa and Black Bull and Lockjaw and Crystal and uh, Gorgon and. But uh, it was perfectly cast. They can take those actors and actresses and just throw away the storyline they had and then go again. <laughs> yeah, um, that's what they should do. I, I I don't know, like yeah. Mo- I think I think I think Guardians of the Galaxy should run into them in deep space. I think that's how you bring them. In. I mean, unless unless you are really going just all out insanity for Fantastic Four, and you just have them just just go for it. I mean, if you're if you do Fantastic Four and you just jump straight to all of that. Inhuman Silver Surfer Galactus, but I doubt they're going to do that because they need to get Fantastic Four right this time. That's the most important. Because how many more chances are you going to get? I mean, it's just, it's a mess. Marvel, how, how, many, how much longer can you go without success and still call them Marvel's first family? Like, I know that they're the first family, but, you know, it's sort of like, at this point, it's kind of like an America's team type label where it's just you know how, how well does the fantastic four book sell right now right now i think it's very poor and it's probably because they just can't get it right on the screen so it doesn't get anyone excited about reading it people that are excited about fantastic four are people that read it when it was really good and those people are getting older and if you know there there's only so many of those guys that are like yeah I mean, it just used to be so awesome. I mean, for you know, first appearance of, as we said, Medusa, and then and then followed by the Inhumans, and then Black Panther, Silver Surfer, Galactus. Uh, yeah. So I mean, that was the that used to be a book that was that was like their their biggest book. Um, those characters are important. They can be done correctly. I know they can. <laughs> like they just they can. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I think you just need John Krasinski as Mr. Fantastic and Emily Blunt as Invisible Woman. Just go from there. Yep. Let them let them write it and let them produce it. Might as well. I mean, just like yeah, let just yes, just uh oh, and then the other thing. Oh, I didn't mention this because it was already been announced, but they did show some trailers for some stuff. 
So we finally know that next year, I think, I think in March, oh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Because I've been wondering out loud about that for a while. Like I thought that was supposed to be the, the Marvel on Disney Plus launch, and it just kind of turned into Wandavision in December. Um, and then clips from What If. Featuring yes. uh, Peggy Carter and Marvel Zombies and mm-hmm. cool, cool stuff. Very cool stuff. Um, all right, so we'll just uh, kind of wrap up with, uh, with uh, oh, w- one quick TV announcement. Brian K. Vaughn writing Buck Rogers reboot. See, I have a problem with this because I'm so in love with the old Gil Gerard one. Except for I tried to watch them the other day and they're horrible <laughs> well i mean i guess it's like anything where it's like you just hope it you know it keeps that character going because yeah. what they're doing a legendary i think they're gonna do a movie as well oh okay this says like base it says it's a multi-platform project and they're taking characters that have been around for like almost 100 years so i don't know what's next with that I, I don't know what other characters they have the rights to or or who else they're referring to but this is going to be sort of the start of that because buck rogers debuted in 1928 yeah in, get- in a novella in a part of amazing stories magazine so mm-hmm. and so when they say multi-platform i mean nowadays you would think comics and podcasts would be you know along with streaming uh, a streaming series and movies, right? So, um, all right. So, comics. Uh, what was hot last week, and what are people looking forward to this week or upcoming? Because I know you like pre-order weeks in advance. So, yeah, I'm gonna be worthless this week for it because I didn't get to go in like normal. <laughs> but now, um, so is it called DC Future State? Is that what's going on because they have like kind of like a teaser book handout for that so does that look promising it does they actually dropped some news that was pretty exciting about that they uh they told us that for the new batman title which is only i think four issues long that's part of that uh future uh, state storyline uh is going to be uh going to be lucius fox's son okay so that that was kind of exciting and then, you know, there's always those people that are like, oh, no, Batman is my Batman. It's always going to be Bruce. Like, you don't understand what this means. This is not, we're not, we're not looking at Bruce as Batman. We're, this is a totally different thing. Um, yeah, anyone that hasn't kind of just, it's the multiverse. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is, that's been, that seems to be going on in DC fandom for a long, long time, though, where it's like, Oh, you know, now they have another Green Lantern. It's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's like a million sectors. Like, okay, yes, it's fine. Yep. Um, and a couple more Wonder Woman kind of characters. Yeah. yeah. And, and I don't know if this is going to be like an alternate universe or alternate reality or what. But, um, yeah. So, but that's something to look forward to.